You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Welcome to the Drawing Board Podcast. This is Andre Ebron, the host and the founder. Uh, we are excited. We, this is the first episode in February. So I hope you all are feeling the same. As they say, keep that same energy. Hopefully that you are, uh, you know, tackling life with everything that you have, engaging your relationships, your ministry, your business, your family with no holes bar. For me this year, I am all gas, no brakes. So I promise you all that I always bring you quality information from quality people. And tonight is no different. I have the power couple of Metro Detroit, Mike and Micah Bruce. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So, first let's get let's get into the history of how we end up at this table, right? So, Micah has always been a young lady of promise. Mm-hmm. Uh I love your family. You. I love your mom. Uh especially she's doing awesome things with Diamond's yeah. uh mentoring group, the girls mentoring group. Mm-hmm. They have uh I know they just started a new partnership with the school yeah. and they do work out of Focus Hope. So, mm-hmm. uh shout out to Shala. I see you. Hey, I I know you tuned in, so <laughs> we love you. And uh, to your aunt, who I always have the opportunity. We have this thing about speed, you know, the game yeah. speed. Yeah, she thinks she can beat me, right? Oh, that's my game, too. Though. No, oh, wait a minute. Listen, <laughs> I, did I bring a deck of cards? No, but so, yeah, we used to battle it out playing speed. But mm-hmm. your mother and my wife, they grew up together on the east side of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they both have become, you know, great women who are looking to impact their communities, right? Yeah. And so it would only be fair and just mm-hmm. with you having a mom who always take life by the horns, never taking no for an answer, fighting through every trial and tribulation and just seeing God. Guess what? Confirm his word with signs, wonders and miracles. Right. Then now the daughter of that great woman, Micah, is doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> Big shoes to fill. Oh, man, listen. Well, you got your own, you know. And uh, what I love is um, just uh, a caveat is when it's interesting about succession planning, right, Mm -hmm. is that a lot of times it could be the same anointing but carried in a whole different way, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I I love about it. And there was pressure uh, before in in prior generations that they wanted people to carry the mantle in the same way, right? Mm -hmm. But this generation, you all's generation— uh, I'm going to throw myself in there. My, you know, <laughs> is that, uh, yeah, same integral anointing, but carried in a different way. Yeah. You know, same message, different method. And now, uh, to be honest, everybody, the world was already ready for a different method. Right. But now, you know, our church communities are becoming more receptive to those ideas. So now this other gentleman, Mike Bruce. Yes, sir. All right. Welcome, man. Listen, uh, I have heard nothing but awesome things, man, about you. Uh, I see you with your company uh, doing amazing things. Nothing but rave reviews. Uh, I got a chance to watch a video of you proposing to this young lady here. (laughs) And uh, I always look at, number one, when it comes to proposal, the space that you do it says a lot about the man, right? Mm. 
the space that you do it says a lot about where you see the relationship going, right? So that's why you see some people will go and try to fly, you know, international and do it. Some people will go uh, and try to do it at, on top of some large building, right? Yeah. Yeah. Indicating, hey, I plan to take you far and I, I plan to grow this relationship as high as it can go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when you propose inside of a church, yeah. brother, tell me, give me the give me the backstory, <laughs> give me the thought behind that. So um, I really was just trying to figure out a way that I could um, include my church family as well as her family and my family. I wanted everybody to be able to be there. And so the only way for me to do it and still have it to where it's not like she kind of getting um, hints about it and she kind of figuring out about it is for us to uh, do it at church while something else is going on. And so... Um, I waited for the opportunity and what the opportunity came up was that our son was getting uh christened. Yes. And so I'm like, all right, this is this perfect time. So I'm telling everybody, come for the christening, come for the christening. I didn't tell anybody. I think I maybe about two or three people knew. Okay. But um so I was like, all right, I got everybody here. Uh, once the christening was over, me and my bishop, we had planned out um, this like intricate way that he would introduce me and introduce um, the opportunity for me to propose. But, you know, knowing how um, just life happens, things go unplanned. And so um, we ended up basically kind of freestyling it because I wasn't catching his cues. He wasn't catching my cues, <laughs> but it all went um, according to the lawyer's plan, you know, so. Right. Uh, everything was Beautiful. And uh, yeah. I got to marry or I got to propose to the woman of my dreams and now, you know, be married with her. Oh, excellent, man. So listen, I was sitting here thinking, right? So mm-hmm. I, I always thinking like uh, videos, like the way yeah. things play out. Right. So I was like, OK, could the narrative be, you know, family means so much to me because that's what like I'm here. I'm hearing the heart of what you're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was important that because the word God translated means what? Family. Mm. And so now in this edifice, this place that represent where God's family gathers, I decided that I wanted to introduce her to a lifetime opportunity. Mm. All right. So I'm looking at this. Right. And I'm picturing, you know, um, how symbols are crashing, how, you know, the drums are playing, how the ministers are, you know, because you know, when you're getting ready to serve, you're in full mm-hmm. service mode, mm-hmm. how the bishop is orchestrating this. And just how life is with its interruptions and miscues, God positions you perfectly in alignment, even though the cues are not on, you know. Yeah. And isn't that how life is? Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I was seeing that, man. Listen, so when you get ready to shoot it again, <laughs> holla at me, all right? Thank and you. So, that was great imagery. I like yeah, that, man. Yeah, man. So I, I loved it, man. And, uh, you know, you guys do a Testimony Tuesday. Like, where did that come from? Uh, that was my idea. Um, I just love hearing people's stories and especially when it comes to like God bringing you out of something because I feel like people don't believe it until they can see it. And then it's not like I don't want to they not coming to the church to figure out, OK, who got it, who don't got it. It's they on social media, they on Instagram, they on Facebook trying to figure out who got it. How can I get it? So you got to bring kind of bring the church to them. And so my like. Motto is um, when I open up, I always just say that the purpose behind this is to show that God is still alive and active in the earth. And mm-hmm. so people can you bring in, you bring in God to them. And I just love hearing people's stories and everybody just it just caught on and people love it, too. So I'm excited about where it will go in the future. 
Okay, mm-hmm. excellent. So talking about testimonies, mm-hmm. uh, let's start with yours. What? Give me your testimony, like your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like you said, um, I grew up, well, my mom grew up in Detroit on the east side. I grew up on the east side. Girl, we grew up on the east side, okay. Seven Mile and Hoover kind of area. But we moved around a lot. Um, when my mom uh, met her husband now, um, we started going to the church that I met my husband at. Which okay. is found the truth on the east side of Detroit. Okay. And um I started going there. They didn't have a big youth ministry yet, you know, it was just, you know, children's church, we go, we color, all that type of stuff, kick it. That was about it. Right. Um, but then my pastor now, um, Pastor Matthew Jones and my first lady, uh, TJ, uh Tamara Jones, they started Righteous, which is our youth and young adult ministry now. And so I was in like the thick of it when this ministry like first got started. We was going up to Chandler Park, passing out flyers, like going to other church event, passing out flyers, showing up 25 deep, trying to really just get the word out about this thing that was opening. And literally that was like I was 12 or 13 and I've been there. I'm 24 now. I've been there okay. ever since. All right. Mm-hmm. And just literally have watched the ministry go. Obviously, you see people come and go, but always just. You know, I've always stayed loyal and I've learned so much. Um, I figured out, you know, I have ministry gifts there. Um, I got really developed in like the gift of prophecy and praying and stuff like that. So um, they really just built my spiritual man up to who, where it is now. Oh, excellent. So prophecy and praying are your gifts. Uh, yeah. Are, yeah. So let's so man, let's unpack that that prophetic unction, that prophetic uh-huh. piece. So, yeah, what is it? Uh, what gift? Within prophecy amplifies most for you? Is it word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy? Um, I think it's. I think it's just prophecy, like word of knowledge, like whatever. I don't know. Sometimes I get like a feeling, like I'm feeling this for you, like in my spirit, or um, it's just really, just really word of knowledge. I believe. Yeah. Okay. I can see something that may be happening or going on. It's a lot of times it be like emotions, like I can see what's happening emotionally regarding a person. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if throughout this interview mm-hmm. you feel the unction to share or to speak to our audience, yeah. uh, because the, the five domains that we share here mm-hmm. at the drawing board is family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Okay. So all of those things are inextricably bound to mm-hmm. make our community that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. And so ministry without co- a community, you know, there can be no ministry. Without yeah. a family, there can be no ministry. Without mm-hmm. ministry... There can be no careers and all and et cetera. So uh, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What what really sparked your interest in ministry? I know you were in the thick of it. Of, you know, you at that time you were a teen and tween. Mm-hmm. And, you know, statistically across yeah. the nation, those are the years where we actually lose a lot of young people in mm-hmm. the ministry. So yeah. what was it like for you to just say, hey, listen, I, I have to be a part of this? Well, I think it's because it was like, it was something I could relate to that was going on. Like we had built up this ministry and because we, the children were the ones building it up, we made it how we would want it to be. You know? oh, okay. It wasn't like it was just, you know, all the elders saying, this is how it's going to go. We had an opinion in how things were going to go and how things were going to play out. So they valued our opinion. And so we had games during very unconventional church. Okay. We had a DJ every single Sunday. Um, we would play games after announcements or offering and like just get the, get us really, really engaged. And then just actually, um, I think a lot of people, they go to church, but they don't necessarily experience God. I actually 
felt the presence of God. And when I felt the presence of God for the first time, I was like, I want to feel like this all the time. And now I did straight away. You know, once I got older, I started doing backsliding, doing my own thing, um, went to college, started doing my own thing. But I always remember the feeling of the the feeling the presence of God. And then actually when you hear him speak to you and you know that that's possible, mm-hmm. it's like, why would I not want to get involved in that? You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I told you I had a surprise that I wanted to share, something okay. that I was thinking about on the way here. It's mm-hmm. coming up, so okay. stay tuned, right? <laughs> um, take me to that moment. And mm-hmm. then, Mike, I want you to take me to that moment for you uh, when mm-hmm. you experience God. Because I asked that question on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. This was about last week. Mm-hmm. You know, I asked the people, have you had an encounter with God? Mm-hmm. Because that encounter with, with God yeah. is what changes your life. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to be inside of the four walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to speak, you know, any certain language like the Holy, mm-hmm. you know, Holy Spirit is everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. God is omnipresent. So take me to that moment uh, as vividly as you possibly can. What was happening uh, when you felt the presence of God um, and you knew that? The, mm-hmm. the God that you learned about was now within you and resident in your heart. Um, I'm not sure exactly what was going on in the service. I just know we were um, praying. We was prophesying. People was getting healed and stuff like that. And then after it was all over, it was just like, you know how they still had the music just going. And I'm just like... I just, it was like an outer body experience. Like, I couldn't stop shaking. It was like a joy around me, and I didn't want to leave. Like, I was like, I really, I want to feel like this all the time. Like, I didn't want to leave. I literally, I just, it was just an unexplainable joy or peace that I had in that moment. I was just telling my friends, like, I don't want to go nowhere. I think we should just stay here. Like, just Mm -hmm. sit here in the presence of God. So um, that's what it was for me. I was just like, it was exciting. It was very exciting moment for me. Okay, what about you, Mike? Uh so uh I I've been in I've been in church my whole life. I've been involved with um well first off, shout out to Found the Truth Baptist mm-hmm. Church where uh well we used to be Baptist Church when I was Christian Center. Christian Center. All right. Um, shout, shout out. out shout out to Righteous Youth and Young Adult Church. But mm-hmm. so I was always involved in church growing up and my relationship with God started early. Um I've had unconscious um events in my life where i had actual angels come into my life and they saved me from situations okay going as far back as when i was um i think i was about maybe 4 or 5 years old um my mom she went to i think she went to like farmer jack and you know that that don't even exist anymore. right yeah that's that's way back yeah <laughs> but so she's going to farmer jack to get some groceries and so she left me and my brother at home so we're outside, we're playing, and I'm not really old enough to play with the the older kids, so I'm getting bored. So I, I go up to my brother. I say, hey, Rob, I'm about to go go get mommy. He's like, all right, go ahead. Right. And I don't know if he meant to say that or what, but so he gave me the okay. So I walked, um, I walked probably about five or six blocks to uh, the corner store, and I'm looking around, I'm looking in the corner store, and I'm trying to figure out where my mom is and this is probably the only store that I know of so she said she's going to the store so I'm like all right I'm gonna go to the store so I go and I'm looking for her this woman walks up to me and she says um hey hey little boy are you lost and I'm like no I'm not lost I'm just looking for my mom she's in here somewhere and she's like all right well let me help you find her so she walks around with me for a little bit 
And finally, she's like, well, do you know where you live at? I was like, yeah, I know where I live at. She's like, all right, let me take you home. And so we're walking. I showed her where I live. By the time we got back to my house, my mom and my brother were on a porch, and my mom's just bawling, like tears falling down her face. She just, like, uncontrollably uh, crying. And so I walk up to her. She picks me up, gives me a hug. She's so happy to see me. We look back. And neither one of us, my mom or I, can remember where that woman went. Right. And we live in the middle of the block. So for her to disappear like that, it would have had to be like a full sprint. As soon as I, you know, as soon as we got to my house, she would have had to full sprint out of there. But that would make no sense for her to do that. Because she was being nice. She she was uh, being a blessing. So it would be... It would make sense for her to, you know, stay there and say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, don't worry about it. You don't, you don't got to thank me, blah, blah, blah. She was gone. And so to this day, I believe that that was an angel because anyone could have found me at that corner store. And I could have been raised by a totally different family and not even know who my family is. A- absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it tells us that we may entertain angels unaware. Exactly. And they can um, now go into my some of my, my African brothers and sisters, what they call Mara, mm-hmm. uh, where the manifest presence of God or angels actually take physical form and shape mm-hmm. that you have contact with them. I absolutely believe that. Now, mm-hmm. so, man, you said angels have been watching over you since you were a young guy. Yep. Yeah. So ever since then, you know, I've always believed in God. I've always had a relationship with God. And, you know, just like you said, um, as we get older into our teens, we kind of, Typically, what happens is you kind of stray away a little bit. You start trying to do your own thing. And I was no different. Um, going to college, I was you know, doing everything that I saw all of my friends doing, just getting involved in things that I shouldn't be involved in. And my when I the moment when I reconnected with God and uh, reconnected and built my relationship back up with God, um, I was working at a, a high school in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And one day I woke up and I just heard God tell me, you need to stop. And I heard it clear as day. And I, at first I'm like, stop what? What am I doing? And he's like, you know what you're doing. You need to stop and you need to get back to your, uh, to, to your home. And so I started saving up money. Not even six months later, I moved back to the city of Detroit and Mm -hmm. got back involved with my home church, Righteous. Um, Pastor Matt. Pastor Matt is also super dope, man. I grew up with Pastor Matt and him having such a strong relationship with God just really facilitated that. And same with uh, Micah. She basically uh, being involved with uh, our relationship with Pastor Matt. He's so his his relationship with God is so strong that you can't help but to just be a part of that. You can't help but to um, just kind of wean onto the Lord because you see the evidence and everything that he says, everything that he does. And so that just helped me out as well. And I think that's why God wanted me to come back to Detroit as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's awesome because one of the things that as believers, mm-hmm. like our relationship with God has to be attractive, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has to make people want that, right? Mm-hmm. If they see you, you know, looking broke down, busted, disgusted, mm-hmm. you know, who wants that relationship, right? <laughs> and not that we don't go through our peaks and valleys and all of those different things like that, but mm-hmm. like our relationship with Christ, we're supposed to be the salt and the light of the earth. You know, mm-hmm. a city set on the hill that can't be hidden. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're supposed to be a chosen generation, royal priest, like all of these 
these things to ascribe to the dominion, the power, and the authority he's given us to operate as believers, right? Yeah. And so that in some way, uh, you know, should be attractive. It should be drawn. This is how I, I, I look at things, especially when, because we're in February, we're talking about relationships. So I'm glad we're talking about our relationship with God. And then my question is going to be, how has your individual relationship with God impacted your marriage union? Mm-hmm. Right? And so here, here's the thing is that when people see you, they should see his glory on you. Mm-hmm. And then people will be drawn to you more. And we can be honest because there are times where you fall, you're in heavy prayer. There are times when, you know, life get busy and you're not praying, you know, as heavy as you. Mm-hmm. Or let me say concentrated time because prayer, you yeah. can pray throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But there are times that God yeah. specifically calls you, you know, to intercessory prayer for you know, a nation or a people mm-hmm. or person. Yeah. Uh, but literally, whenever you're lifting him up, he draws all those people to you. Mm-hmm. So me listening to you talking about Pastor Matt is that he has Christ so lifted up in his life that you can't help but be attracted or drawn to yeah. the ministry that he uh, is leading with the young people. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So now, yeah, so listen, <laughs> let's talk about it, all right? How has your relationship with Christ in, in, you know, affected your marriage union? Um, well, uh, first of all, our love for God is just translated to our love for one another. So, um, we know that no matter what goes on, no matter, um, the highs or the lows, we always know that we have a constant, um, love for one another that we can always fall back on. So, um, that's, that's one thing that I think a lot of relationships kind of miss and they get into it or they, you know, find themselves not really happy or in love anymore is because they 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 kind of lose sight of their love for God and also their love for one another and so that I think that's one of the things that we kind of um kind of have in our relationship um what's something else you think he gave the politically correct answer <laughs> oh yeah I mean of course hey listen I was fighting with it right I mean and that that is so that's the foundational piece right yes yeah. and after you get the foundational piece of mm-hmm. we love Christ we love one another yeah. then we get into the personalities right mm-hmm. so yes. the, what, what what happens is the person we both love God we both love each other mm-hmm. now we got to work out these personality things now we mm-hmm. have two different systems mm-hmm. of how we were raised you know coming together right mm-hmm. yeah and uh i want i want your answer well okay. here's here's what's here's what's dope about it mm-hmm. uh you know Shalisa and i my mm-hmm. wife we have been married for 17 years you know mm-hmm. so We've we've done the, you know, you do it your way, you're going to do it your way. Okay, we're going to do it God's way. Okay, no, we back to this. is You know, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've gone through that whole piece, right? Yeah. Uh, I told I said, you can tell when you love somebody, when both of y'all are mad, I'm talking about good and mad at each other, mm-hmm. and be like, what what you want to eat tonight? You know? <laughs> what, do you want me to go to your favorite place and get that? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gone. I'm still mad, but I'm, you know, yeah. I'm going yeah. to get whatever mm-hmm. it is that I know will please you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. um a, mar- a husband and a wife becoming one mm-hmm. is a mystery, mm. just as the relationship with Christ and the church yeah. is a mystery revealed to those who believe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, when we talk about, so that is, that's my whole angle of shooting the husband and the wife and the roles that they play and things of that nature. Yeah. And what I think what makes other people know they can make it 
mm-hmm. is when they can hear about the personality conflicts, the things of that nature, but mm-hmm. how that foundation for you all never changes. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about the person. Talk to me about the personality. Okay. <laughs> it's February. The world, listen, the world is celebrating, you know, <laughs> this is Love Month, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and we use it uh, to, to launch and lift uh, effective and healthy marriages and relationships. So talk to me. Talk to me about the real. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't. So obviously we were raised different, even though we grew up in church. It's like everybody has a particular way to do everything. We got a particular way how we wash the dishes, how we fold our this man, how he fold his clothes. Right. Like he want the socks a certain way. He want the drawers a certain way. Like, right. So um, just like you said, learning how to become one. It has been difficult, but it's over the little things. It's not necessarily like. Because we both love Christ, those foundationals, those morals are, we solid on that. Like, we know those are never changing because we have a never changing word that we both agree on. But it's all those little things around it that try and block that from, you know, happening. So, um, it's, yeah. So I guess that kind of makes it easy because those foundationals are set. But then um, just really communicating yeah. on the daily basis about, OK, I like this, but I don't like this. But saying it in love and not, you know, coming for each other, yelling, arguing. We don't we try not to do that at all. Mm-hmm. You no, know, we raise a little voice every now and again, but we try yeah. not to. And um, really just talking through it. Um we try to be honestly open and honest. Like that's our biggest thing. We don't, mm-hmm. we're not, we don't hold nothing back. We won't go days without talking to each other. We really like, mm, I, don't, I don't like, I don't like that you did that. And this is how I feel about it. And he might say, all right, I don't really want to talk about that right now. And I say, okay, we're going to talk later. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get talked about. Right, right. Yeah. So that's kind of how we handle it. We do, we communicate very, Constantly, we may not always communicate well, but we constantly try to communicate something to one another. Yeah, what, what do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, I, I I agree with all of that. Um, our personalities are very different, but I think that that helps us because we always come to different perspectives about things. We mm-hmm. can always see two different sides of something, and then we can. It, I I think it helps to give us a a totality type of view on a lot of things in life. So because there's things in life where I just feel like it's got to be this way. It's got to, I I grew up like this. My mom did this. Um, I've only seen it done this way. I don't understand why you feel that it should be done a certain, a different type of way. Like it, it doesn't make sense to me, mm-hmm. but that has allowed me to um, just have more empathy and more understanding for just people in general. Mm-hmm. As well as, you know, my wife, I, I I feel that after this year, almost a year and a half now that uh, we've been married, I've learned her and I've, I've come to understand her a lot better. In the beginning, it was just like, I, I don't get it. I don't understand, like, w- the way that you think. And it was weird to me. But, you know, working through it, again, our foundation was set, so it, it, it didn't ever get too bad but you know it's it's challenging for sure it's challenging but we we make it happen absolutely you do you know for me mm-hmm. marriage has been the greatest mirror that mm. i could ever face yeah mm. because there were certain aspects of my personality that there was no one close enough to me mm-hmm. uh to reflect for me to reflect off of right? right so i didn't realize that i had certain ways 
until those ways were confronted by my marriage, right? And so I'm like, wow, I really do that, you know? Or why why do I, because I'm real meta, right? I'm I'm talking to you and I can tell that you're real meta, right? So processing on thinking about your thinking, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, huh. Why do okay? Let me address that. And here's what I ask people a lot of times: is Have you ever thought about why you think that way? Mm-hmm. You know. And I had to address that I had some uh, childhood trauma, some different things that some mm-hmm. dysfunctionality yeah. that was just a part of. This is what this family does, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, no, why? Why do we do this? You know. Yeah. Okay, no, this is. And we, Shalisa and I, had an agreement. It's certain things about our families. We love our families dearly, but it's certain things that we're just not bringing into. We're going to mm-hmm. build our family differently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know you all are a beacon of light to your family. Certain, there are certain siblings or certain family members that become, you know, the one, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you fall as the one, you, there's a responsibility incumbent upon you to do things differently, right? right? right. Or you just cut different. And all your siblings have like uh, like four. I don't know your family, uh, but all of you all are creatively sculpted differently. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Each one of you all have like certain dominant gifts. That's just like huge. Right? right. And, you know, and if not paid attention to attention to it can go ignored because mm-hmm. you're just good at it. Yeah. Right? You know. Yeah. And so uh, for you, it was the arts. Right. Mm-hmm. You're creative. Right. Mm-hmm. So talk to me, man. How did that relationship a with God? You know, now your relationship with your wife, how has that perfected or started to grow your business uh, in a greater capacity? Mm, that's a good question. He got favor now. He does. <laughs> hey, listen, I was waiting for him to say it. Uh, I was waiting for him to say it, but that's funny to me. Uh, you know, Absolutely. Yeah, so talk to me about that, man. Um, so, uh, I don't even know where to begin with that. I, I've, I've, always, I've always been artistic in life like even unconsciously I would doodle a lot so in school a lot of times I would not be listening to the teacher because in my mind I have like a whole nother um like episode of something going on in my mind and so as I'm sitting there I'm doodling I'm thinking about other stuff that's going on and so it was just always kind of funny to me that you know I always saw things in an artistic, creative type of way. And I used to um, try to channel that into positive things. But a lot of times it was, you know, me, you know, not paying attention a lot. But um, fast forward into, you know, uh, my relationship with God, my relationship with my wife, um, I I feel that creativity has allowed for me to... um, I think it's allowed for me to be able to again, understand um, different ways of how to please my wife or different ways of how to um, build my relationship with God. Um, it's, 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 it's weird. I don't really know how to voice this, but uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What is, what is well, well I'll, I'll tell you, man, what I've been mm-hmm. watching, though, mm-hmm. is that Man, I've been watching like platforms expand for you, right? Mm-hmm. And I 
you know, and I, I've been, I haven't been watching like closely, closely, but I see, you know, things pop up mm-hmm. and I'll see, okay, the photo booth now is going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now he, you know, he's killing the wedding scenes, you know, now mm-hmm. he's doing, you know, and I'm watching just how like your brand is expanding and is growing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I see great men mm-hmm. such as yourself and not just saying that uh, in terms of flattery, but you know, a man of integrity, a mm-hmm. man of God is that when God equips his man of God, Next to a powerful woman of God, mm-hmm. his whole goal is to expand his mission, right? Mm-hmm. That's why it's called the Great Commission, right? Mm-hmm. So we cooperate with God. We co-create with God. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing how if you can look at your wife, I always tell bros this. If you can look at your wife and say you deserve her, mm-hmm. you pick the wrong one, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Mm. But if you can look at your, because how can you deserve, watch this. So favor is unmerited, that unmerited grace, that, mm. that favor, right? Nothing we can do to deserve it, right? Yeah. Yeah. If she brings favor into your life, mm-hmm. it is a constant reflection that even though beyond all your shortcomings and all those things, God puts a reminder as a wife that his favor is always going to be there for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Favor opens doors. Mm-hmm. It opens and not just in the natural, but in the spiritual. Yeah. You know, there are certain places that by rank of authority in the spirit that you have to be invited into. Mm-hmm. And certain times, if there's no one there positioning your life in that way, favor opens that door. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just watching you, man. And mm-hmm. I'll see uh, her bold post- personality come through, you know. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, Micah, we even when you were younger, mm-hmm. we didn't have a whole lot of dialogue because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this one of my mama friends. Hey, how you doing? You know, <laughs> right. yeah, she used to hit me with a little, oh, I'm good. I'm blessed. Praise the Lord. I said, oh, okay, all right. She she hit me with the, uh, this is my mama friend. I'm going right. to be polite. Exactly. Right. You know, I already knew what, kind of what was happening. But, Micah, how about you? How is mm-hmm. that? How is that? impacted you know your pursuit as an entrepreneur uh and mm-hmm. you finding your way uh to to uh before i finish that mm-hmm. mike man you said something that was powerful mm-hmm. uh and then i want you to answer that question micah mm-hmm. i would love for you to develop this i always challenge my my, my guests to do something mm-hmm. so here's the challenge for you mm-hmm. uh through your media ministry uh for kids who are artistic artistic mm-hmm. like you uh, I would love for you to do a session called Distracted by My Gift. Mm, mm. I like that. Because like that. in school settings and things of that nature, kids are distracted. And in that moment, sometimes they are playing another episode of what's happening for them. Mm. And had somebody, had you either not persevered and pushed through um, and developed that mm-hmm. or had an environment that spoke life to that, what would happen to the kid who's doodling right now but their spirit is being crushed because it's not in alignment with, you know, this is what we have to do. Right, right. right. And you were distracted by your gift to the point that that was really God calling your attention to what he's destined you to do. Mm-hmm. Distracted by my gift. Mm-hmm. Man, that's All deep. right. So let's do that's it. Deep. Let's do like it. That. All right. So, Micah, <laughs> tell me, man. Tell me, how has this influenced? How is it taking your 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 trip uh, your destiny through entrepreneurship. Tell me about that. How has my relationship with, with God? God, with your husband? I'm talking about the marriage union now. Mm. How is that? Uh, back in the day, they would have said put some spinners on it, but they don't even <laughs> put spinners on the car anymore. So, <laughs> um, how has it affected my entrepreneurial journey? Yes, ma'am. Um, so I tried a lot of things, like. I worked at a lot of places all throughout college. Well, we met when I was still in college, and I was working. I worked 
all the way through school, um, had several different jobs, but I always knew the goal, the end goal was to do ministry somehow full time. And I will always think that then it was, you know, I'm supposed to be in church. I'm supposed to be preaching. I'm supposed to be praying. I'm supposed to be prophesying. That's, that's just what it is. But, um, then after having my son, I kind of went through this just like unmotivated, just down phase, like for a good, like seven, eight months, almost a year. I just mm-hmm. didn't want to do anything. Did barely wanted to get out the bed. I didn't want to do anything. And, um, but the whole time, of course, Michael was trying to encourage me, like, cause that's why he always talked about it. that's why he fell in love with me. I had this, I had a nonprofit going on. I was trying to help out prisoners. I was still in school. I was still working full time, but I was still excited about helping other people. And, um, but then that all went away. He like, you jipped me. Like, where did all that go? <laughs> Where's that passion and that fire? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, that went away after having my son, um, because honestly, because I did get pregnant before we got married. Mm-hmm. So, um, and because I was already, people knew me as the girl that loved God. I was in church. I was doing this, 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 that, and the third. Um, I put a lot of like guilt and shame on myself, mm-hmm. and that brought me to a dark place for a long time. And so, um, coming out of that, though, um, Michael just always has been like a big encourager. I know a lot of people. Some in different situations, just like you kind of like let just women, they let their life go. They don't do their own thing once they get married. They kind of follow behind their husband and do what they want to do. But he's always encouraged me to do my own thing. But what you got going on? What you need help with? Um, so he just always been really encouraging. And I got back to um, ministry. I said, you know, I'm a, um, I always been gifted like with doing hair and makeup and stuff like that. So I said, uh, this job stuff not working out for me. I think I'm going to go and try and get my hair license. So um, I started doing that. I started doing it for about a year and a half and just realized again that it wasn't for me. But right. I already knew that because God was already telling me you're supposed to be doing some type of ministry. But while I was at the shop, I did learn that you have to find out what that looks like for you. And while I was there is when God pressed on me to do the Testimony Tuesday stuff. And then I got the faith on the go or my mom and ain't easy stuff. Like it was just like while I was there, he was just like pouring into me, like really speaking to me. So it was like I knew I was there for a reason. And I was always talking about God because I was with um, our clientele was kind of older. Everybody was going to church. So they were always giving me wisdom, pouring into me. So I was in a really good space, like a healthy, healthy spiritual space. Um, um, to be able to talk about God at work and stuff like that. So um, they opened my eyes to a lot of different avenues that I could take. And, um, yeah, and he just encouraged me. He encouraged me to even, you know, if you feel like this is what you're supposed to do, you know, go ahead and do it. Give it your all while you still can, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah. Micah, you can tell me the truth. <laughs> Was you laying hands and rebuking ah. things while you in the washbowl? Oh, hallelujah. I, I did. I oh, I already to. know. I can see you now. You, hey, she done got quickened in the spirit. Hand me that shampoo. This is, we don't have no anointing oil right now. We're going to use the shampoo. No? Yeah, I tried to. Um, I did. I stopped for a long time. I really wasn't. Because I was down spiritually, I wasn't. I didn't used to be, like, aware of maybe what was going on with people. But um, being around them definitely brought me back to being aware of you know God being aware of people and where they may be where they may need help so mm-hmm. um, definitely I would pull people to the side sometimes and be like 
I think you need prayer. Can I just pray with Can you? Can I pray with you? Yeah. yeah. So you or they would ask me. Yeah. yeah. They would ask me, like, I know you're a praying woman. I need you to pray for this. Pray for my husband. He's going through this. Pray for me. I'm going through this or I'm about to do this. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I am uh, extremely particular about uh, who ha- who used to cut my hair or things yeah. like that mm-hmm. because you're touching my head, you yeah. know? <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I know for some, you're like, oh, Ebron, you're doing a lot. But <laughs> I I just felt, yeah, I felt that way. Like, listen, you know, if you're going to put your hands on my person at all, but especially Mm. you laying your hands on my head, you know, you, you got to be together a little bit, you know? And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to all of my Christian companies out there, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I love you guys. You know, I don't need a, a, another dunamis haircut, you know, (laughs) like, you know, I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't need a, Exusia, you know, mm-hmm. facial. I mean, right. you know, I did get yeah. come up with some some good business names that can draw yeah. unbelievers, so that anointing that you have can impact the world. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we got enough blessed hand shops out there. You know, mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. allow allow the Holy Spirit to come to give you the creativity. Yeah. And I've always been big on this, man. It's regarding the world. So mm-hmm. you'll see the world come with some hugely major like creative stuff that just is like, man, you know, mm-hmm. like that came, that had to be a revelation or something like mm-hmm. even people who don't have a direct uh, like confession and belief in Christ, yeah. like God is still watching over them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if they meditate long enough, uh, they may tap into something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we as believers, like if we, if we if we as believers, man, we should be like the most creative. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, we true. have like we serve under a creative God. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at the tapestry of how he created the world, mm-hmm. like, man, yo, let's continue to make dope things. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think it's a lack of patience that like I feel like a lot of people in the world, they take the time, they meditate, they think about it. But we just like, okay, I got to move on to the next thing. And God is taking too long. He answered my prayer fast enough. So I'm going to just do this. And then when he do it and it's not blessed, we looking at him like, but what happened? I thought I had this great idea. But it's really just taking the time to really sit at his feet and get revelation before you make your next move. Okay, cool. Well, Micah, go ahead and speak to the people. I know you... You, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm placing a demand upon the gift. Yeah. So uh, one of the awesome things about um, about ministry, mm-hmm. one of the awesome things about, like, God and his anointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I when I talk to the people, people I've met enough people in ministry, I know when you got the oil and when you don't. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, you got to be a little oily mm-hmm. and to anoint means to smear. You know what I mean? So I'm not looking for no little organized drop. You know, mm-hmm. when you I'm looking for somebody who's been I thought about like this, but I couldn't get the negative connotation off the word smear, mm-hmm. uh, bringing an, an awareness to uh, the anointing again, like the real authentic mm-hmm. power and presence of God. I wanted to do like a smear project. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you hear about smear campaigns like politically, negative, yeah. it's negative. I was like. I don't, I'm like shifting the whole paradigm for people to think about smearing mm-hmm. uh, in that way. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's something that I'll play with. But either way, mm-hmm. uh, man, speak to the people. Uh, one thing about you all's uh, testimony that I love is mm-hmm. the transparency. Yeah. But I believe that God allows you to go low enough so mm-hmm. that you can reach the people who are down there also. Yeah. yeah. And so when you uh, and when, what you're talking about is not uncommon, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm sure you know, uh, after 
Uh, some ladies have children yeah. or even, you know, families have children. Mm-hmm. There's a transition period mm-hmm. where they're looking to cope and adapt with this new life yeah. and the questions of, you know, I want to be a good dad. I want to be an awesome mom. I want to mm-hmm. provide this type of example and then like transitioning to what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And then you guys, uh, newlywed, right. transitioning to what husband and wife look like mm-hmm. and what mom and dad looks like. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when things are not working maritally, mm-hmm. uh, you may throw yourself at the, the parenthood piece, you know, right. and then. I remember I told my wife one time, I said, now listen, the whole thing that got this mom and dad thing jumping was the husband-wife thing. So let's get it popping, you know? (laughs) All right? Uh And there are reminders that need to come from that. But Uh speak to the people, Mike, Micah. Uh um, Here's where my challenge is. And I want you guys to, man, just go into declaration however God Uh leads you. But both of you all's names Uh means who is like God, Uh right? And I thought I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, you guys need a T-shirt, you know, oh. something like that. It says, who's like God, mm-hmm. uh, the ministry of Mike and Micah Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You heard it first here, right here. <laughs> Who is like God? All right. Yeah. That's the next podcast, the next show gotcha. that you guys do. All right? <laughs> right, right. All right. But go ahead. Speak to the people of what God has mm-hmm. put on your heart. And uh, however you need to yeah. enter into that, mm-hmm. the drawing board is free. So don't feel constrained or any type of boundaries on that. Um, I don't. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to kind of. It's hard to talk to people that's not here. I don't know. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never been in a uh, situation where I was speaking to people that weren't like mm-hmm. next to me or that I knew. So mm-hmm. I, I think um, I've been just on this tip of like a war, like we at war. Okay, and I'm. I went to this revival and I was like literally revived a couple weeks ago. And um, the lady, one of the ladies, her name is, I think, Tiffany Montgomery. We did like a session and she talked about um, like this is boot camp. We went into tongues for about 45 minutes and she was like, all right, now I want you to go into a violent tongues. And I just been on this like I'm really at war with the enemy right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's. Especially with, like, all the stuff happening in the world with, like, Kobe passing and stuff like that. People mm-hmm. don't think death is close to people like that. But I think that was a reminder that it can happen at any time to anybody. And um we got to have ourselves together. I feel like he lived a full life, even though obviously he had a lot more to do. Um He did live a fulfilling life. I feel like he reached, you know, his potential. And I feel like people are... um we we ain't there yet. We haven't we ha- we are not tapping into our full potential. We are not tapping into the full totality of God and who he is and it's because we don't um we don't know. And that while I was at this conference, one of the um ladies after she was speaking, she said at the end, just I want you to pray and ask God why you're here. And God was like to me, specifically to me, he said, um I want you to love me like I love you. And I literally like just broke down, started bawling. And it was just like, you have gave me so much grace. You continuously wake me up every morning. You bless me with a beautiful child. You bless me with a home. Literally, off we live off faith every single day being mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. So we live off faith. There's no, you know, weekly, monthly checks coming in. There's no contracts. This is just we live off straight faith every single day, hoping that somebody call us, hoping that we get an email that come through. Um, and um, it just... 
when he said that, it was just like, I love, like, he like, girl, I love you. Like, you got mm-hmm. so much favor on you. I love you. Why is it so hard for you to take the time to spend with me to really get to know me like I know you? So I think that's a call, a charge to us right now is to really try to tap into God and get to our highest potential while we still have that chance. Yeah. And I, I feel that a lot of a lot of us young people, we struggle with being hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we we look at how we don't see our life playing out the way that we envision for it. Um, so we start to look at, OK, what did I do wrong? Why? Why is God not blessing me like they blessing somebody else? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what what should I have done? What should I have said that maybe would have allowed for God to find more favor on me and, you know, um uh, be more willing to bless me. And so I think a lot of times we have to just understand that, that God's not looking at you to, to condemn you for things that you've done wrong because he loves us so much that all he wants us to do is just have that faith, have that love and relationship with him. And he's going to like, a lot of times we feel that we, we too late or, you know, this is not the right time when really it's all God's time. You always on God's time. So no matter what it is, no matter what you're trying to do, no matter the business that you're trying to birth, no matter um the uh the ideas that you have in your mind that you 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 unsure of how you're going to get it to be manifested into this world, you're on God's time. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up so much about, you know, what you feel that you've done wrong or the opportunities that you believe that you missed. Like if it happened, it's for a reason and you have to just continue to have faith in God and know that he's going to guide your steps and he's going to continue to, um, you know, walk you down that path that he's called for your life. Oh, I think that's amazing to, Mm -hmm. to love God like he loves you. Mm -hmm. And really what I hear you saying to, to embrace God's forgiveness and his love for you to not uh, be condemned for, Therefore, there's now what? Mm-hmm. No condemnation. For those mm-hmm. who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think they think it's so far off and it's not. If you say God is in you, it's not like he, he ain't down the street. He right here. Yeah. <laughs> right no. here. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think for us and all of that you were saying is that mm-hmm. I think it is dangerous for people to become self-aware. Mm-hmm. Because self-awareness invokes a certain sense of responsibility. Yes, it does. Because you, when you become aware of the power that God has placed within you, uh, if we know in us, it says the self-same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now mm-hmm. dwells on the inside of us, and it quickens our mortal body. Mm-hmm. And so if the same spirit, yeah. that resurrection power, re- mm-hmm. it is inside of you, yeah. once you become aware of that, Mm-hmm. Now you have a responsibility to act. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And do something with it. Right. Mm-hmm. To do something with it. Watch this. And also, I know it may not be the popular thought, mm-hmm. but if you are not a pastor, you need a pastor. Mm-hmm. And if you are a pastor, you need a covering. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What does that do? It teaches you about how the kingdom is organized. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm not talking about from a church perspective. I'm talking kingdom now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right? So when your ministry, when your ministry, if you're called to international ministry, mm-hmm. you need to know how to govern yourself mm-hmm. in the spirit when you're headed to different regions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you talk about being at war, mm-hmm. you you have to know how to wage what my pastor calls the good warfare. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, because and I don't talk a lot about it um, because not a lot of people are because it brings a sense of awareness. So I'm even going to be mindful of how I share at this moment. Uh, when you begin to engage in warfare spiritually, mm-hmm. uh, you have to know how to cover your family. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to, number one, use God's word mm-hmm. to accomplish the victory. So yeah. we're not fighting for the victory over Satan because Christ has already won that. Yeah. What we do is we're able to establish dominance where he's taking territory mm-hmm. and to reclaim what belongs to Christ, the believer, which is lost souls. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're waging warfare against the enemy, thinking you're there to gain victory over him, he's already been defeated. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you begin to engage that, and that's why you need a pastor and need a covering, mm-hmm. because once your eyes are open mm-hmm. to that spirit realm, you're going to understand that it is more real than this desk that I'm knocking on right now. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's a uh, there's a group of of uh, believers out there who have become prophetic. Mm-hmm. I, I like to say prophetically aware. You mm-hmm. you realize you have a gift. You have mm-hmm. potentially been able to see angels, and for some of you all, have seen demons. Right. Mm-hmm. What you need to do, somebody somebody made a post. Oh, what books do I need to read about this? It's called the, the Bible. Bible. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Because out listen, when you become you become so zealous mm-hmm. because that experience invigorates you. You're like, oh man, I'm seeing stuff. Oh, I see this about. Oh, I see this. Yeah. And I remember when I when I first started seeing real. I'm talking about real clearly. I was walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, on uh, what was that? Moross and Kelly, Moross and Mac. Okay. So mm-hmm. it was a shop over there. It used to be a Panera Bread, mm-hmm. and I was walking by, walking by this lady, mm-hmm. and I just because everything that God shows you is not necessarily for you to speak. Sometimes it's for you to pray. Right. But until you're properly trained, you're mm-hmm. gonna think that everything you see. Oh man, I gotta tell you this. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And I remember I walked in, and God had given a word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And the main point was to tell her that she needed to call and check on her sister who lived in Texas, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. her sister was uh, subjected to some domestic violence in the household. Mm-hmm. So I start, you know, God give you little points to hit first. So I say, okay, is this? She said, yeah. She says this. I said, yeah. She said, yeah. I said, okay, cool. Down to the crux of what I want to tell you. You have a sister living in Texas, correct? She mm-hmm. said, yes. Yeah. I said, and this, and he began to give me like really intricate details. Mm-hmm. And I said, she said, yes. Mm-hmm. I said, She's in danger. Mm-hmm. I said, and this is what is happening. Mm-hmm. And so she received everything up to that point. Yeah. And she like, oh, no, she's not. I said, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And so I was like, and what happened in that moment, mm-hmm. because of I wasn't, not because the training wasn't there, right. but because a lot of times people who are prophetic also have a challenge with submitting. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, they do have a challenge with it. And what's interesting is... Mm-hmm. When you speak those things, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit will give you a way to say it because, as as my kids would tell me, mm-hmm. it would be somebody being hashtag exposed, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because prophecy, word of knowledge, mm-hmm. brings exposure. Yeah. yeah. But he reveals to redeem, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I had you had to learn those things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Cutting your teeth on that. But, man, here's something that I want to ask. And, of course, it's a business question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but I've been watching what you're doing, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the Drawing Board 2020, the Drawing Board Experience, mm-hmm. it is a powerful, thought-provoking conference mm-hmm. that challenges the attendees to examine their life and reimagine the possibilities. 
We need a photographer and a videographer, brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right? Absolutely. And so, man, I would love for uh, you to shoot that for me. Yeah, uh, I believe perspective determines how you shoot. Mm-hmm. And that's why the photographers such as yourself who are able to capture those moments mm-hmm. is because that's how you see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the angle. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really into all of that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Mike and Micah, yeah. tell me what's next. So um, next, uh, we just kind of see ourselves growing our company. Um, I want to. So for for the last what three and a half years, we've been basically, you know, myself going out, doing the jobs, coming back, doing administrative work, um, making sure I'm filing everything properly, sending out emails, making calls. Like everything was just me, and sometimes I, you know, I would lean on my wife to help out and be a part of it. But now we see ourselves wanting to grow this into a actual company with, you know, uh, employees, people who can actually go out and, um, you know, we can do one job here and uh, we have another team doing a job across the, the town or, you know, just being able to be in more than one place at one time. Um, so that would be the next thing for Mitchbrook Multimedia. And then my wife has a million things that she has coming up. So I'm just encouraging and uh, helping her to birth all of the ideas and things that she has going on. Yeah. All right. So right now, um, just a testimony Tuesday is going on. That's like con- been consistent. Um, I usually do it on my Instagram. It's underscore Micah Asha, M-I-C-A-H-A-S-H-A. Yes. All right. Um, so I've been doing that. And then I obviously have um, Faith on the Go is something I launched recently. It's literally Faith on the Go. Like everything I do is revolved around Jesus, but it's not always in the church. I take stuff out on it online um, and stuff like that. So I'm just sending out weekly prayers. And then my collection is the apparel collection right now is Praying Mama. So it's just, just a small series. I ain't saying I'm about to be doing clothes forever, but it's just a small series that was laid on my heart to share because I struggled with the thought of motherhood for so long. So, um, yeah, the Praying Mama collection, I have a few pieces coming and they're on sale right now at faithonthego.co um, online. And then a uh, guy has just been really trying to uh, I guess edify me, consecrate me. So I'm trying to really just do the work at okay. home, like do the work in the spirit um, before I put everything else out there. So that's my mission right now. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So tell people how they can get in touch with you. Uh, so you can uh, get in touch with us on Instagram. Um, personally, um, Mitch Brook is on Instagram, Mitch Brook on Facebook. And it's underscore Mitchbrook on Twitter. We rarely get on Twitter. But um, all social media avenues, you can find Mitchbrook. You can really Google Mitchbrook. Uh, I created that name with the purpose of being able to cut through all the clutter of other businesses and other um, things that's going on in the world. So you Google Mitchbrook. We're, we're going to come up. Uh, Mitchbrook <laughs> is M-I-C-H-B-R-U-C. And that comes from the first four letters of my first name and the first four letters of my last name. All so right. just... Again, being creative, artistic. Uh, Excellent. Listen, man, this hour has gone faster than I thought that it would. But I always share with my audience, your future is not behind you. It's not before you. It is within you. And I'm Andre Ebron. Thank you to Mike and Micah for being my guests. God bless you all.